this is a special episode. If you're just now, like, I don't know how, but if you're just now getting into what we're doing over here at Hashtag We Game Change, Ronica Stone is talking to former student athletes who continue their success off the playing field and in sports and entertainment. And what better person to have a conversation with about this than the co-founder of The Winning Edge and Maria Taylor. And this is someone, Ronica, that you've had the opportunity to personally spend time with and learn from. What about Maria and her journey and everything that she has poured into you kind of got you hyped up to have this conversation? Yeah, I think just from the moment that I met the both of you, I was excited about my journalistic journey. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, you see that? I see (laughs) you. I see what you did there. So being able to, um, I think, actually have a conversation and ask the person question who person questions who um you know started that fire within me you know it was always there but I think like she did light it up made those flames go a little bit more so I uh I was really excited to actually sit down and be able to have a conversation that we hadn't had before I've asked her a bunch of questions but we haven't really gotten down to like the bulk of what makes her who she is or what got her to where she is well another volleyball player Yep. So you, I already know you was like geeked about that. But what about <laughs> her early career struck you as like, oh, I didn't really think about that, I guess. Yeah, she was a great volleyball player and um, could have gone pro, but she had a conversation and that ultimately changed her decision. And like while she was here, it's not like she had that conversation. So I was like, I think you could be the face of college game day and do NBA countdown everything that you're doing one day and let's just start getting you on TV right now it's like didn't happen like that at all it's like she decided to come back and she did all of the behind the scenes work the carrying the cables working on editing working on clipping and all of that stuff that no one I don't think anyone would expect her to be doing if you look at Maria Taylor you see like ESPN princess like the glitz the glam but you don't see what got her there and so being able to talk about that was um it was a humbling thing because I feel like my perception of what it was before was she was good. They liked her. They got her behind the camera and then she just worked her way up. But it wasn't like that at all. Speaking of a humbling experience, I know if the first time we met, we put you to work. We <laughs> There was no like no favoritism. You were getting coffee and stats and... <laughs> And waking up at the crack of dawn to be a part of what we got going on. What was that experience like for you and how it shaped, you know, being saying yes, you know, being open to an opportunity like this to interview student athletes? How did that first initial uh, interaction kind of change the game for you? Yeah, um, I think once I was asked by one of our student athlete academic representatives, Katie Harbour, I I was like, I can't even say no. Like, there's no way I could say no. And then she was like, okay, well, you're going to have to be over there at 4.30 a.m. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, right away, it was so caught off guard. Like, that's what time they have to be ready to go. Okay, like, cool. <laughs> it's fine. I just, I didn't I just know go people to sleep at five. Up. I didn't know people woke up. I didn't know people were, like, up and out of at that time, right? Yeah, I had no idea. And... 
you know, being able to see her process and being on the field with her when it's Austin Stadium is one of the loudest stadiums in college football. And she's over here telling me, make sure, try to read the coach's lips so we can get a good gem for, you know, a quote that he said later. And I'm looking at him. I'm hearing the my ears are going numb. I'm like, obviously, you've been doing this for a while because I cannot understand a single thing that's going on. I think I'm deaf. <laughs> you mentioned uh, holding the coffee earlier. Like, she was done with that coffee, like, an hour after we got it. But I kept holding that because I was like, maybe she wants this cold coffee in three hours. You never know. So I just wanted to do whatever I could to leave a good impression and then keep her as someone I could talk to in the future. And the both of you, ever since, it's been almost two years. And obviously, like, I'm still connected with the both of you today. Well, I think um, a lot of people, you know, we get a lot of requests from people. They see, you know, the Instagram posts like, oh, yeah, I want to shadow Maria. And they think it's just like they do the things that looks good on Instagram. But there was a lot of other things that you had to do that you wouldn't want to put on Instagram, you know. But I think it's important for you to have experienced that. And I think even with right now in this internship and this project that you're doing, having to do some of those things that many people don't don't brag about on social media. But Maria's experience, you know, you mentioned, you know, being on college game day, being on NBA, being on TV like 11 days a week, it seems like. Yeah. Um, what is the one thing that you think people will be kind of surprised about from her journey? I think the most um, surprising thing is how she started. I, I don't think a lot of people understand um, the beginning stages of being an on-air talent um, and getting there. So I think that will be surprising. And then also, you know, she didn't, I don't know if she, you guys will have to find out, but her travel schedule and how much she works is another thing. I think people just see her on TV, but they don't really realize, like she has to fly to all of those different places. She has to be at one game one day, the next, and then, in a whole other city across the country the next. So the time and the effort that it takes to be an on-air talent, it's not all glitz and glam. And um, I think that's what a lot of people expect. But from this conversation, you'll learn that that's not how it is at all. Well, let's get into it. Maria Taylor, co-founder of The Winning Edge and just um, a mentor that has poured into the next generation of broadcasters. And I, I know she'll be the first person to buy a ticket to watch a game that you will do uh, live and I'll be right there. They better be courtside <laughs> seats, by the way. I'm just putting that out there. Um, but we're looking forward to your journey and let's look forward to this conversation. Yep, let's get it. For those that don't know, mm. Maria was a great volleyball player at Georgia. She also played basketball, but at Georgia, she was a four year starter. When you were a senior, you led the, your team in kills, points, and attempts. So, I mean, as an outside, you're getting all those anyways. But you were a three-time All-SC, and by the end of your career, you were top five in points and kills. So there's no doubt that you could have gone pro. Like, <laughs> there's no question you could have gone pro, but you had a conversation with Robin Roberts that ultimately changed and led you to stay. What was it about that conversation that changed your mindset? Well, you know, I really started with my um, basketball coach at Georgia, and I was offered a job at the University of Georgia upon, like, my graduation if I was interested in it and I was kind of juggling between do I go overseas do I go play in Puerto Rico or do I stay at home and start this job this career which is something that you know you could be going and dealing with now as a senior um, 
And I knew that I wanted to play volleyball. Like I didn't feel like I was done with my career, but I also knew that my end game was to be working in broadcasting. And I remember Coach Landers telling me, girl, you need to just go ahead. Like you could go and play overseas and be in Sweden for three years or whatever. And, come yeah. and do you want to be a coach? Do you want to play forever? Like you need to make that decision now. And it kind of just made me think about, okay, short-term gain versus long-term success. What am I most, what's most important to me? And I also ultimately chose broadcasting. And again, I had a job here, so it made a lot of sense. But um, it was a hard, it was a hard decision to make because you want to have, you want to stay in your career as long as possible. We have so much fun playing yeah. that we play. Like there's a reason why we do it. So it was fun to um, start my career, but it was difficult to give up my, something that defined you your whole entire life. Yeah, especially because, I mean, you'd make a lot more money playing volleyball overseas than you do just starting out. Yes. <laughs> Very There's no money in broadcasting until, <laughs> like your mom said. <laughs> and you have, I mean, honestly, you have more fun. So I was giving up going overseas to Puerto Rico and like hanging out with my homegirls or whatever, my teammates. That's so much fun. Staying in Athens and just like still being in college, but not being in college, but like covering all the girls that I just played with. Like that's yeah. so. <laughs> but now, like the Maria Taylor that everyone knows now. You know, you, I feel like every time I turn on ESPN, you're on it, whether you're on college game day or you're doing NBA countdown or some random event, like, I just feel like you're always behind the mic. But before that, the, you know, being a student but not being a student time, the not yeah. so glamorous parts of your career, what was it that the skills that you learned you didn't expect that you'd have to do coming into journalism? Sure. Um, I mean, in the very beginning, we were doing everything. So I had to, you had to edit your own videos, you had to carry the tripod, you had to bring the camera with you, you know, so you like on one shoulder, here's a tripod on the other shoulder. Mm -hmm. You're like holding the mic, you know, like kind of everything. So I definitely learned how to edit, I learned how to tell stories, like I was editing my own features together, how to line up your own interview. So if I want to do a story on a player, then like I had to get in touch with mom and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. with mom and say what time she's gonna show up and then, you know, get sister and brother to come along too, which has helped me a lot in my career because I mean, working for college football, that's all I do is I'm talking to parents and families and trying to tell stories. Um, so I had like a ground zero approach to it when you have to set it all up yourself. Yeah. Even just learning every single sport. I mean, we were at equestrian, we were at the tennis national championships because Georgia was <laughs> like, so I, w I was prepared for working at the SEC network and doing every single sport, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. not knowing the sport but finding a way to talk about it or at least seem halfway knowledgeable about it yeah <laughs> which is a process all its own so yeah <laughs> and I found an article that was 2007 getting to know Maria Taylor and in it for your dream job you put ESPN reporter and you know, <laughs> obviously you did that and then some you gotta send me that link I keep, huh? telling people, I, I keep telling people I think I said that but I have no clue where that is no you did <laughs> it's like your your favorite moment in volleyball was uh, stuff like stuffing someone. Um, your <laughs> I'm just gonna stuff your stuff. Your rituals you pray during the national anthem. Still do yeah. that. I do that as a reporter still. Oh, cool. But what would you attribute your success to? Ooh, that's a great or question. Who? Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, I have a ridiculous support system. So, like, I got to give it up to my parents, like, my mom, who was driving me to games in the beginning, you know, the people that you call when you're like, I'm not good enough, and I'm not going to make it. And they're like, girl, you know, they snap you out of it. Like, you got to have someone like that in your corner that builds confidence. If you hear a drill, it's because my house is actually under construction. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm like, oh, I'm just really nervous for when my dog's about to run by yeah. and bark. <laughs> but um, so they get a big part of it. I mean, I would say my faith, like there's a lot of times when you might be losing your way or just not sure which way to go. And then like reminding myself that I'm not really in control of everything. Like the doors that I need to open will open or close if they need to close and moving forward in that way. Like that is a constant reminder. And then the I have so many advocates and friends, like people who have gone bat for me and said I should be on this show or that show or said, can we ha add Maria to the draft or whatever? Like without those people in my corner, I'm not doing half the things I'm doing because I'm not in the room when all these conversations are happening. So you have mm -hmm. to be advocates and people who want to see you be great. You know what I mean? So yeah. I have had a tremendous support system this entire time. And on top of that, you didn't you not only had all those amazing opportunities, but you decided to co-find, found, I don't know the verb for it, but the winning edge with Kareem. Yeah, whatever the word is. What, why was that so important to you? I think for me, it was trying to figure out, I feel like I've been blessed with so much. And so what, um, what do I need to do with this platform? Or what are some issues or inconsistencies in the industry that I feel like I could affect on? And for me, it was diversity and trying to find ways to make sure that the rooms that I was in or the broadcast that I worked on um, looked differently, that we had women involved, that we had minorities involved, and that's definitely not always the case now. Um, so then it was like, okay, well, let's start training the next crop of them. Let's figure out what we can do. Is it like resume building? Is it mentoring? It's all of these things. Um, but it certainly is something, it, it gives you something else to focus on. Like it's, you could have be drawn into selfish ambition or you could be drawn into so many other things. But for me, I feel like I, I do know it's a burden and a blessing to be one of the onlys, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you have kind of like, what are you going to do with that? So that's why. <laughs> and you're, I mean, I love to be able to text you and call you whenever and you answer. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, I'm always surprised every time. I'm like, Yay! But you're a mentor to so many student athletes and in the world of journalism, it's a hard place to get into. It's like a dog eat dog world out there, but still you're willing to help right. like, and help the next generation, the next people coming up. But with it, just like you're one of the few, why not want to stay mm -hmm. that way? Well, I think that there's just room for all of us. Like, I think everyone has a lane. So my lane involves, you know, these three things. And my personality is this. And I'm like, no one else can be me. You know what I mean? So, but, but there's room for Ronica because you bring something else to the table. And you're going to look at things differently. And you're going to have a different impact. And your lane might veer to the left a little bit. And you might be covering X, Y, Z. So it's not a matter of like, well, if you have so many people there, then you're going to lose your job or you're going to be pushed out. It's just like, no, we are all going to be able to thrive on the same highway. Like we're going the same direction. We're just, we're in different lanes. And I just don't see the point in a crabs in the barrel mentality. And like, mm -hmm. it's draining and that's exhausting and a terrible way to look at life. Everyone, <laughs> <laughs> so, You know what I mean? Yeah. But with everything that you've done and everything that you've accomplished, what do you think you have to do to feel like, you know, I've made it? Like, you could sit down and be like, I've done it. I've done everything that I want. I think it's like, I always say I want to be there when a season ends. So, like, I haven't covered an NBA Finals. I haven't, like, the Super Bowl or I haven't done that. You know what I mean? There's still a bunch of events that I just want to be at and cover and say that I was there. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember when. I sit around a lot of times with people that are older than me and they have these great stories. And I'm like, I can't wait till I have stories like that. So I was like, yeah. Well, I have a list of stories that I can tell, like, 
piece by piece where I was, what was happening. And it's also like uh, just a news story in general. Uh -huh. You got to be in this industry for like 40 years before you make it apparently. So. <laughs> and you've been on it for a while. Well, really good point. Yeah. <laughs> shoot, 40 years. That's crazy. You're right. You're right. Maybe 30, 30 years. Uh, who do you think has made it? Robin Roberts. Oh, that was, uh... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so like watching the last dance, I'm like, how long has Mark Jones been doing it? You know what I mean? When you see these yeah. people, like, oh, we don't. like I work with these people and they've been doing it forever and they like know everything and they were there and they were like Andrea Kramer shows up and like all these different people. And I'm just like, God, I want to be that person. I'm like, I'm wondering what documentary I would be sitting down for. Like, what's yeah. the <laughs> Know what I mean? <laughs> so everyone who's talking about Michael Jordan in The Last Dance has made it. <laughs> True. That's yeah. yeah. When you're when you're involved with the goat, right? One of the goats. I'm, I I can't claim he's not my generation. So right now I'm looking at Kobe and LeBron. I don't know him, but what would be? You mentioned Robert Robin Roberts. What was the best advice that she has ever given you? Definitely that. I mean. You made it like you're gonna things are gonna happen to you that would be say upsetting or confusing or you know there's a job that you want and you don't get it you have to show up to work every single day as if there's no place in the world you'd rather be mm -hmm. and i really take that to heart because our industry is so small that if you show up and have one bad day at work or you're mad at the guy who's uh rolling the cable or you get mad at the cameraman like that one story or that one time that you were off or had a bad day could haunt you for the rest of your career. <laughs> they could remember that forever, you know? And so I really, I take it to heart that everyone should feel like a little bit better after they've talked to you or after they've left you. Mm -hmm. And wherever I am, whatever position I hold, like I'm going to be the best version of me in that role. I'm going to show up and be happy every single day, even if I go home and I'm not, but you would never know it. You know yeah. what I mean? your joy when you see me <laughs> and I think that that's important like that's the perception that we should all want to have and maintain of about who we are and what was the big I guess starting out in your career I think it's easy to do it now when you've been in the game for as long as you have but in the beginning stages like fresh out of college what was the most difficult part of having that mentality I think in the beginning it was just like I still want to be playing volleyball you know what I mean like I couldn't figure out it's hard to be happy about everything when you don't know who you are. And I think in the beginning I didn't. So I was like, if I'm not Maria Taylor, the volleyball player or the athlete, then who am I? And when you're starting out in Broadway, I mean, I was nothing. I was making little to no money. I was living in my college town and covering my former team that I was just the captain of. Like I'm having to ask them for interviews. You know what I mean? Like it's a pulling experience. Um, but also I think it's what I needed. Like it's a reminder that it's not even about you anymore. It's about the people that you cover, the sport that you cover, like, here's what matters. Here's what's important. If you want to be great at this, then you better get used to it type of yeah. thing. Um, so that was, I don't know. I don't know how I pushed through that, but <laughs> those are some rough days. I would literally just go sit in the car and like cry, like just have a feel sorry for yourself moment. And then you just get out and like, well, if I want to get this little bitty check, let me go. On yeah. back to go to <laughs> I like, chose let me... this. Let me go ahead back out here. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's like, no going back now. Nope. So I can cry, but I got to go to the match. <laughs> Pretty much. But for, I guess, what is something from your experience coming up that, like, top three takeaways that student-athletes that want to become, mm -hmm. there, will, there will never be another Maria Taylor. So I always hate when people are like, the next Maria Taylor. I'm like, no, nah, I got to nah, yeah. be the next Maria Taylor. But, mm -hmm. like, what are 
three takeaways from your experience that people can benefit from? As a former student athlete, um, there's a lot of things that I learned, but one is that I always wish that I could go back to and just practice. Like I would practice so hard and I just wouldn't, I don't think I would complain about some of the small things that I did before. And so I feel like I tried to do that early on in my career. Like don't sweat the small stuff. Um, you're gonna make mistakes. So you gotta learn how to fail fast. And we know how to do that in volleyball. You miss a point, it's just like, come on girl, high five and next yeah. And you got to be the same way in your career. Um, you got to be willing to like get in there, do that dirty work, because without that practice, without the grind on the ground floor, then you're never going to make it to, you know, the championship match or, you know, wherever you see yourself being as an athlete. Um, and then just like, I, you work a lot. You don't have weekends. Um, you're going to spend time away from your family. Like, you know what it's like to be dedicated to a sport where if you're playing, you're playing AAU basketball, you're playing club ball. Mm -hmm. You train, you get to college, and you don't get to be like a regular student. You have yeah. to have practices, you have to do this, you have to do that. And so you're so used to um, requiring more of yourself that I require more of myself as a broadcaster. Too. And so that's like a lot of the things that you can take from being a student athlete. You know how to work and you know what it looks like to be successful. And you also know what it looks like to fail and know it's your fault. So mm -hmm. you know what you can control and you control those things. I always told my team was like, flush it. Like, it's always mm -hmm. going to be flush it because like if... I'm gonna say poop, not the word I usually use. Like, you don't want it to sit in the toilet forever. Like, flush yep. it down and let it go. Mm -hmm. And then I think that was our motto this year. It didn't work as well as I wanted to, but it's fine. All right. Great matches, you know, you had a great career. <laughs> but hanging behind you. Huh? Yeah, I, I had a flex, like my glory yes. days. Love Hopefully that. there's more to come. But we're gonna open it up for questions. I'm already at. What? Okay. What is the best part about working at ESPN? Ooh, the best part. There's so many great things, but I think the relationships that I get to build with, like, I travel around and I talk to players and coaches, and like, I get to become their friends. You know what I mean? Like, that's my yeah. job. Um, so I love people. I am. I get energy from being around people. I love telling stories, and I get to do all of those things. And in a lot of ways, like I think it's important for me to be on the sidelines. Like I think when the players see me, it's like an auntie or a cousin or a sister. And so yeah. there's a different conversation I can have with them than maybe some of my peers can. And I take that to heart. So, but I really enjoy those moments. There's a question from editor in chief of Go Ducks. I see him. <laughs> what barriers to success exist for the next generation and what are the best practices for breaking through them? It's a great question, Rob. <laughs> for the next generation, I think we keep talking about this new normal and what it looks like. So it's like figuring out how to differentiate yourself when there's so much noise. Like when I was coming out, the way that you watch sports was we didn't even have the SEC network. You know what I mean? Like. Mm -hmm watched ESPN and you had a regional network, probably a Fox network, and we had CSS in Atlanta, but that was about it. And now you can blog, you can have IG lives like this and have conversations. Like now figuring out what your multimedia lane is, is gonna be very important for you guys, you know, to figure out whatever your strength is. And it might be writing, it might be interviewing, um, it might be the relationships that you build and being in contact with people and getting scoops and stuff like that. But figuring out just how to differentiate yourself amongst all of that noise that we're going to constantly hear because this, this is the internet's not going anywhere. Yeah. Let's see. There's so many like random questions. So can you please tell Maria to DM me? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, she can't. Okay. 
Okay, this one's kind of long. Was there ever a time where you thought you didn't get a position because of your skin color or your gender? And how do you... Well, Let's see. can't read the end. <laughs> how do you maybe deal with that? <laughs> so I don't think that's true. I do think there's been times when um, I've, say I've gotten a role, but then there's been questions about whether or not I could do it because I've had someone tell me that before. It's like, well, we have to see if you could do it first. And I'm like, would you think that if I look different or would you really think that out loud? You know what I mean to me? Um, but I do think that in a lot of ways, being a black female, there have been some pluses for me. And so one of those things is being the only one that works in college football. Like there are times when I'm like, oh, absolutely, I'm needed here. Like you yeah. couldn't that I'm not needed here. Like it is a requirement that I am on these <laughs> <laughs> um, and so and I always try to think of it like that even though it isn't always like I mean I can tell you I feel like an outsider a lot there's times when I feel ostracized but at the same time I look at my skin color as my superhero power and I think mm -hmm. you can look at it as that or like your kryptonite like it's going to be the thing that hurts you and I choose to believe it's going to be the thing that helps me and makes me special because it's made me stronger my entire life like the things my ancestors have overcome, like my grandma couldn't go to the University of Georgia and then her granddaughter graduated from the University of Georgia is gonna be the commencement speaker. Like these are the things that That's are crazy. Running. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. not, it will never bother me. Like you can't bother me with that mess. That's how I feel. That's powerful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like you can't, you can't, you physically cannot have me. You need uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you're about to say right now. Like you can't. <laughs> but I get before, while we finish up, Mm -hmm. What is something, leaving here, you want all student athletes to know, like one takeaway, the most important thing from your experience and that you know now, you didn't know before, that mm -hmm. you could tell them? I would just say like, really, people say it all the time, but enjoy the journey, like enjoy waking up and going to study hall, enjoy waking up and going to eat with your team at training table, enjoy the road trip where you had to take the bus and you couldn't fly for some reason or another, like, yeah. <laughs> You never get them again. And, you know, I get to travel around the world and cover some amazing things. But in a heartbeat, I would go back, be in Athens, be at my teammate. I literally am about to put this picture up now that we bring it up. <laughs> I found it like in my old stuff at home. And this is like my freshman year when we all got to run the flags out at Georgia. And I like look back. That's amazing. That's like, yeah, this is the best time. And so just don't let that fly by feeling like I don't know, you need, you're yearning for something else or you're waiting for the next phase of your life. It's like, live in the now, enjoy that, learn what you can. Those people that are around you, same for you, Ronica, like everyone at Oregon wants to help you. They want to make you better because it looks good yeah. for that. You know what I mean? You roll whatever role you have now. These are going to be your best friends for life. So um, just enjoy that journey and use every single bit of being a student athlete. Yeah, I think that's especially, it hits home for me right now in a time where, you know, my... Soon after the experience got cut short. Yeah. And so it's like, I wish, I, you don't want to leave wishing like, I would have done more or I could have spent my time doing something else because, mm -hmm. you know, you never know when it's going to end. And, you know, sadly, mine ended before <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> like, I had a group chat, I was like, guys, we really went out for the last time. And we didn't know that was us going out for the last no. time. <laughs> I would kill to walk to class right now. Like, right? See? <laughs> it's a real thing. I, mean, I would never know that. Gonna be in a different mind frame. Like uh, I enjoy everything. I enjoy going outside. You know what I yeah. mean? Play, going to class, being around people. No, I'm watching TV and like people are walking around because it's obviously TV. I'm like, they don't have a mask on. Hey, what, like, are they what is this world that we're living in? 
<laughs> That's so weird. Um, thank you for coming on. I appreciate everything you do. Um, if you guys don't know, I met Maria, it feels like forever ago, honestly, but two years ago. That's a long time. I, yeah. It's like when I was, I was going into my junior year, so. And she's always been there for me ever since, and I really appreciate everything that you do and who you are. So thank you for coming on and being on What's Next. Oh, thanks, Veronica. Love you. You're looking Love good. you. And you did a little research. Send me my own link. Thank you. I got you. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for jumping on. <laughs>